Psalm 50, a psalm of Asaph. The Mighty One, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes. He does not keep silence. Before him is a devouring fire, around him a mighty tempest. He calls to the heavens above and to the earth, that he may judge his people. Gather to me my faithful ones, who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against you. I am God, your God. Not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you. Your burnt offerings are continually before me. I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the hills, and all that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and its fullness are mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls? Or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. But to the wicked, God says, What right do you have to recite my statutes or take my covenant on your lips? For you hate discipline and you cast my words behind you. If you see a thief, you are pleased with him, and you keep company with adulterers. You give your mouth free rein for evil, and your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. These things you have done, and I've been silent. You thought that I was one like yourself, but now I rebuke you and lay the charge before you. Mark this, then, You who forget God, lest I tear you apart, and there be none to deliver. The one who offers thanksgiving in his sacrifice glorifies me. To one who orders his way rightly, I will show the salvation of God. Amen. There is an end to all things, and what that might be frightens us. We live amongst a people that has lost its hope and yet knows that there is a limit to the folly that we are living. What is ahead is terrifying, especially when we remember our own demise due to our sin, our dying. The church has a hope that is blessed. It is blessed because it is true and accords to the heart within us that tells us that we were meant for something other than dying, something different than just nothingness. Psalm 50 is about the end, what has traditionally been called the day of the Lord or the day of judgment. On that day, God will make all that is wrong and twisted in this world right. And because we all have a hand in what is wrong in this world, it is terrifying. Yet in the awesomeness of God's righteousness, there is the hope of love, of a God who will gather to himself a people who seek him and his mercy. In this psalm, two people are addressed directly, the people of Israel and those who are called the wicked. Both are imperiled by their actions and are called to change the direction of their lives. 
To Israel, he tells them that he needs nothing from them. And they do not give anything to him that is not already his. Their sacrifices mean nothing if they believe they give to God something he is missing or needs. Their religion does not save them. And if they trust in what they do, they are lost. Likewise, the wicked believe that their actions can save them. They practice the outward trappings of a religious faith, but their hearts are corrupt. They make the right sacrifices, know the right answers, but they slander their brothers. They take advantage of their neighbors. They encourage those who steal, those who cheat on their spouses. There are others who are gathered to God and will not suffer his wrath. Their hearts are different in that they give God thanksgiving. The religious people of Israel and the wicked have this in common. They think God owes them for what they have done. They think that God is to be appeased or he is to be bought off or he is to be fooled by rituals or certain knowledge. And so his judgments may be avoided. They have nothing of gratitude in their hearts because what God gives to them, he owes them. How mistaken they are. A thankful heart God will save for himself and the sacrifices of thanksgiving will never be spurned or rejected. This path is open to all who are lost. The psalmist says that even the wicked may escape his judgment by surrendering all his efforts at appeasing God and leaning instead on God's sheer mercy. In this amazing grace, to which no one can add anything but thanksgiving and praise, this alone delivers us. Be thankful. Trust Him for your salvation. Know that He is coming again to judge the world, and those who are grateful for His mercy will be made right, and then they will receive their heart's desire. Him. Be thankful. Let us pray. Almighty Father, Gracious God, we are thankful, thankful, thankful. We are thankful above all else for your mercy and for your forgiveness by which you have opened up your heart towards us and put our sin away. Father, we ask that as you have taken care of our debt, the debt of sin, which had alienated us from you, that you would now deal with the day-to-day sin that we struggle with, that besets us. Lord, we're thankful for the joy and the peace and the love that we know now because you are merciful and you are gracious and you are kind. Thank you, Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you. Amen. Amen.